Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to another episode of, of Cocktails and Curveballs. As always, we've got Ty, Patrick, and Lee. And uh, first thing I'd like to do is thank our military, both active, retired. Um, and I'd like to thank our first responders. Um, without you guys, uh, we, we wouldn't be able to do what we do and, and feel safe about doing it. So, uh, hey, so <clears throat> Pat, you had something? Um, let everybody know what you're drinking today and okay. uh, get us started. Well, today, um, went back to one of my favorites. This is a screwball, peanut butter whiskey. I'm guessing you guys can see all that. I had it in the freezer, so it's cold, but I did put it, uh, poured it over a little bit of ice and added some cranberry. For anybody out there that grew up loving peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, this is your drink. Tastes like peanut butter jelly in a cup. It is absolutely amazing. I'm doing my best not to swig this cup as I do this show. I'm trying to drink it slow, but it's really easy drinking. Very good. Anyways, so my big announcement is I want to give a big uh, happy birthday to Tyler. It's Ty's birthday today. Oh, thanks, and, man. Uh, and I uh, just want to nice. let all our listeners know that uh, you know this kid is going to be drinking a lot of Bush Lights today, and hopefully uh, he gets through the show <laughs> without a hitch. So, and happy. and your boy and he drank a lot of Bush Lights yesterday. What? Get the <laughs> no way. Yeah, <laughs> shocking. Yeah. So hey, happy birthday by the way, Taste. Yeah, thank Second you. Second thing. Drinking that Bush Light yesterday, I guarantee you that was at the Oregon State Washington U Dub game. Oh yeah, dude, that looked miserable. That looked miserable when you go to a game like that and it is like a torrential downpour. I mean, yeah. did you even stay in your seats? How did you work that out? Because those games we can be never so even cold. we never even went to our seats. Jeez, dude, just from like we did we did a little bit of tailgating. Um, OSU's tailgates are like pretty cool. Um. Just walking around with an 18 pack of tall boys. That's it. I was so, like, so, I was like so looking around. I'm tailgate, like, is this okay? So at the tailgate, was it raining or did it start raining after you got in the game? Dude, it started raining like as they kicked off. Wow, God, what a miserable. The hardest that it rained all day and all night yesterday was those three hours. Really? That's what Jesus. I heard when I was watching it. They were talking, even the announcers were talking about how just brutal the rain was. Dude, it, and it was must have affected gameplay too with the turnovers and stuff, but that was a hell of a game. I mean, 22 yeah. to 20, that's a hell of yeah, a game. Yeah, it was a super it's a super cool environment. That's only the second game I've been to um at Research Stadium. So did, did do you think cool. the rain did the rain have I mean, were were the players struggling to hold on to the ball? Was it sloppy? Was it it wasn't that sloppy? Um but those are two good teams, and both right, teams, right. and you know, and UW they play in Seattle, so you know they're they're no stranger to the rain. So, right. and I mean, it rains here all the time. So Oregon State, I mean, but raining like that, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, absolutely, I'm sure it it altered the game, you know. But and and now, so they and also, um, am I wrong by by suggesting that? In that type of weather, they do have different cleats they go to. Is that correct? I don't know. I feel, I feel like that was something that that when in you know in 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 muddy or sloppy or wet conditions, I thought there was they had a different set of cleats. I, I, maybe I, I also might, also might have to depend on the turf though too. If it's yeah, turf or natural grass, it's or, probably yeah, it's turf right. there. Yeah, you know what's weird though. So you when you have a game and you know it's probably going to rain. I mean, because like me, every time I've had a game like that that I was going to where, you know, it's going to be like super cold and windy or it's going to be raining or whatever. I always, I always fuck that up. I always don't prepare as well as I should have because yep. I end up a little bit more concerned about the tailgate and about the alcohol and the food right. and everything else. And next thing you know, yep. you get there and you're like, well, shit, we should have had uh, pants, rain pants or a different hat or you know, yeah. you guys, do you guys have rain jackets at least? Yeah. Yeah. We were all wearing rain jackets. Um, but it was, I mean, you guys saw it. It was coming oh, yeah. down. It was fucking pouring. It sucked. Like, and, and then at that, you know, towards the end when it's starting to get a little bit later and it's cooling off even more, dude, I was fucking cold. Yeah. That that's, that's the worst is is raining and and being wet i mean i've been to a lot of montana games and you know the snow and it's been cold and 
and the ice is on <laughs> you, you the m is covered you can't even see the m you know yeah. behind the stadium and and but it was being dry. wet and be yeah but being wet and dry. being cold right, right. So, <laughs> yeah so no here's, worse, here's what i want to here's what i want to ask is there ever a situation and maybe not but um especially not as we get older is there ever a situation in, in that that sounds miserable sounds like i like i've got a thousand things i'd rather be doing than that doesn't matter how good the game is but is there ever a situation where maybe you've got family coming in or you've got free you're with friends you haven't seen in a long time and maybe you start drinking at the tailgate start getting your your drink on is there ever a situation where you're just maybe booze takes over and there's six seven eighty you stand in the rain and the game's really good and you're just who gives a shit and and partying as it's coming down is that is that is that something that's possible or is just in those conditions? No way. Yeah, it's no. possible. Yeah, it's possible. Of course. Uh, it's possible. Possible. The older you get, the more you saying, yeah, fuck that. You know, right. um, I'll right. sit in the car and or whatever, listen to it on hey, TV. Man, so, I'll, go, I'll go across, I'll go across the street to the press box and watch it in the there box. You go. That's exactly That's where I was going. Because I have done that yeah. on that yeah. miserable game for like the second half where I just I hit that footbridge and I go straight to the press box, man. And you dry off and have drinks and good food, and you're like, okay. That's called being smarter. Uh, but see, now that Tyler has had a another birthday, I feel like he's getting up to an age where he might make better choices. I don't know. Dude, I should have just brought rain pants. I mean, that was the biggest thing. Is is like our right. we would have been so miserable like oh my gosh well, and then you, dumped some, you dumped some money for for the seats you had didn't you yeah dude it, it was like the biggest game oregon state's played in like the last 10 years That's you know crazy. And, and they gave washington all they wanted yeah they, 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 they're they're very happy for oregon state <laughs> yeah oregon state's good did. yeah be fun to see how that works out now. Uh, did you guys see too that uh, Washington State and Oregon State that whatever the judge ruled yeah. that they got control of whatever happens with the pack? They're the pack too. Yep. But now all the all the teams that are leaving, they're pissed. They 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 want to like appeal it because oh they want to have a say on whatever happens with the pack twelve. Screw you. You yeah. all jump ship and left. I thought right. that was great that they both yeah, they got welcome. control of that. that right. Because those are the only two teams that are stuck. Yeah, I've, so I've, and I think I think with that, um, Oregon State and Washington State stand to make like an exponential amount more than if they would have went to a different conference. Yeah, it's I don't know how that works though because I did, with, with so TV I think they can only shit. do it. They can only do it for two years because you have to have. I think I can't remember if the number six or eight uh, to have a conference. So and they get like an a official they, conference. Yeah, they get like a two-year like a transition window to try and figure it out. But hey, speaking good of for them, State, see what they did to Coach Prime. Jeez. Yeah, oh, man. dude, they oh, that was put a beat it down. on them. Yeah. yeah, and you know what's funny? They're One, asking two, Coach seven, Prime about the A and five. They're what asking Coach Prime about the A and M job, and he's like, "Dude, I just got to Colorado." Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, think about it. And he kind of blew it off, but it was an ass whooping. You know, let's, Absolute talk about, ass whooping. let's talk about that for a minute. Just real quick. These fucking reporters, man. The first thing they ask, you just get done playing a game. You want to talk about the game? You want to talk about our big win or or a right. loss or whatever? Or, you know, game plan, how it went well or didn't go well, whatever. The first fucking thing comes out of their mouth is, hey, uh, so here you interviewed for the AM job. Jesus. Oh, it's bullshit, man. And they're you know, just yeah. Um, and then and then I, I don't know if you guys are following um LSU basketball at all, the women's basketball team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Same fucking thing. Kim Mulkey gets up there, and the first words out of the first reporter's mouth is uh oh, is, uh, so what's going on with is. Angel Reese? No. Yeah, it, it, so what what's going on with Angel Reese? Instead of and I understand it's news, but can we talk about the game first then talk about that? Right. Right. You know, you're putting these coaches in a position to like like why why is the importance on on you know, especially after the championship match uh this past year uh between them and Iowa? Why is the importance on what's going on with Reese and and uh, being benched and and not being available for the game? Like, why is that the narrative instead of 
the defending champions getting beat by a much lesser team. Well, that's that's and that's what I'm saying. You're already putting a coach on the defensive, and that's right. with any of them. You know that, that that's with any of them. You you put them on the defensive. Now they're just not gonna. You're gonna get one word answers. You're not gonna get a full description of what maybe was going through your, through their head. Which is, I guess, as a sports fan, what I like to hear. I like to know what what coach was thinking. You know, hey, in the third quarter when you guys you know, took that penalty or, or whatever, blah, 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 blah. You know, what was going through. I like to hear that, you know, I, don't I think wanna, that's the difference between being an about actual, one, I don't want to hear fan. About one athlete on a team, you Thank know, you. That, that it just doesn't matter that much to me. You've right. got, I think that is got, the difference though, Jimmy. I think people like us, we're actual fans. So we care about the actual game and the play and what's right. happening and what the coaches are thinking and doing. And all they're trying to do is get a headline. And, and Angel Reese is the headline for that one. And you know it yeah, is. And that's for those people that aren't diehard fans that are just like casual fans. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, they won this yeah, or, year or, or last or year. Aren't even fans, or aren't even fans at all. They were following the narrative of, of Angel Reese pointing to a ring finger during the championship match. Like, that's all they know about. They don't know about the years that LSU, you know, the, the great year that LSU had. They don't know about the great year that uh, Kalen Clark had or, or Iowa. They just know that. Oh look, this basketball player was pointing to a ring in front of the other girl's face the entire like that's so it's clickbait. So so when well, they also like, don't know they also don't know Kim Mulkey's background either. I mean, this isn't her first national championship, wasn't right, it? No. LSU guys, right? She no. she's a very legit um, <clears throat> Hall of Fame uh, women's basketball coach. I mean, if you were the coach, wouldn't that piss you off if that was the questions you were getting? I mean, no different than Dion getting hit up on on an A and M opportunity get the fuck out of here man i just got this job well i just came from fcs to fbs and yeah we're struggling right now but guess what i haven't got all my recruiting in here yet right i think this, this is gonna like, be fine if and if stays. somebody was asking you that if you had a fucking rough day at work rough you would day. go hey shut the fuck up right, right? yeah yeah but well, I mean, exactly. you go into belichick mode yeah, yeah. you would or, yeah, right, right. Answers. this interview's over yeah, this is why Bobby Knight, this is why Bobby Knight was such a great interview. Uh, maybe not for the person interviewing him, but I, that's why <laughs> I, I always used say. to love uh, Yeah, that's why I always used to love Bobby Knight at the post-game conference. Or or not even listen, as they're walking off the court and Pam Oliver walks up to Bobby Knight, like I can't wait to see how that goes down because Bobby Knight just like he was never. That's what made. That's that, that's what made him so unique. Is that he didn't operate under the well politically correct and well I got to be polite and well I got to give a you know a, the typical textbook answer under these conditions. Bobby Knight just was like, you know, Pam Oliver asked him at uh, midcourt, "How did you manage to uh, defeat a uh, highly favored uh, Villanova team? Because we scored more points than they did." See, what you reporters don't understand is when the horn sounds, the team with the most points wins, and she just walks off the court. But, I mean, that's – you know what? How frustrating is it sometimes, man, when you're – when when you I have a rough game. The coaches. Yeah, and, and you get these questions. They're like, what do you want me to do with that, man? Like, well, how about being the coach that that pulls out that last-second miracle whatever, and let's, let's talk about my players and what they did to make that win happen versus what you're saying, too. If you lost – what do you want me to do? Beat down my right. own players? No, I'm supposed right. to bring them up so that right. they can win. I mean, no, it sucks. And the sad part is, is going, you know, even bringing up Bobby Knight is like the old school way. I mean, the, the world has changed so much. I, I can honestly say I don't love it, um, how things have changed. Um, everybody's got an agenda. It doesn't matter if it's a television oh, yeah. network. It could be a it could be a university, guys, has an agenda on how you have to act. And if you don't act a certain way and you don't do a proper interview or a long enough interview, the universities will come down on coaches for that shit. And especially I think it's nowadays. wrong. Especially yeah, that's nowadays. what I'm getting at. It's like yeah, nowadays, yeah. it's like, I hate it. I mean, nowadays, you, you I mean, everything's offensive. Everything's offensive. Um, I just watched the Miller Lite commercial. We're offensive. All four yeah, of us are, are offensive. We, I mean, whether it just be our offensive. looks or what comes out of our mouth, I feel like we're all offensive. I just Absolutely. watched a Miller Lite commercial at the end said, so every next time you drink a cold Miller Lite, just remember women 
are the women are responsible for creating that that creating beer or I can't remember how he worded it, but that's Miller Lite's new commercial talking about back in the day, women were the first ones to start brewing beer. They're the ones that the first all this and and their end, you know, point in all this is next time you drink a beer, thank a woman because women created beer. Oh, and without God, women for is everything. that true? I, no I've never seen it. that commercial. Google it. Google it. It's on there. I'm yeah, no, I believe that it's a commercial, yeah. but that, and, is that and, true? And here, listen. No, because we actually, we actually did a podcast that had never quite made it when we were first getting going. The first people like that literally created beer were in Mesopotamia, and this is centuries ago, literally. Because I remember doing a curtain call to him because I looked that up. I'm like, who the hell created beer? Because I love this well, shit. Here's what I, I looked it up, like, and it was literally like Mesopotamian people, like from a long, long time ago. Here's what I centuries ago, and I don't even give a shit if they did, cool, whatever, or if men did, cool, whatever. But with so much division in this world already, with uh, so many different plateaus, what do you think that's going to do? You bring out a commercial like that, you have no choice. But there's going to be millions of men being like the fuck out of here with that shit you know i mean okay maybe yeah. women want to hear that right? you can I'll, flip it the other way around i mean i just i don't see the point man like i don't see the point of that commercial i'll thank a woman if she hands me the beer that's <laughs> it if i go get my own beer not thanking a woman thanking right myself i i just what's the what miller light here here's an idea so the next time you make a commercial have a point man that's so fucking think. stupid Get yeah. get a better marketing department. You know what's funny? What you just said, Tyler. This is one thing I want to do because I know we've all seen these damn things. These people that have these dogs that are real smart and they throw a towel on the fridge and these dogs yeah. legit open the door, grab a beer when ordered and bring it. I need one of those. I just don't know that I got the patience to train them. You know what I mean? And the dogs. I, I just keep having. Right no. I just keep having kids. You know, well, well, <laughs> they're, they're, they're easier to train. The yeah, bottom line is, without getting too serious about any of this, actually, I take that the, back. The bottom Steps line steps on Xander. He he does that too. The bottom line is, is that it beer is supposed to be about fun. It's supposed to be, you know, the old beer commercials, the WhatsApp and and <laughs> the frogs and and you know all of that kind of stuff. It made you want to go. Hey, I'm gonna go buy a half rack of beer and drink a beer, you right. know, half a beer. Right. And how many people called their friends and said, What's up? And everybody did it. That now with these beer commercials and stuff, it's like, okay, do I even want to drink that beer anymore? Right. Do I even it's... want a beer right now? Because right. you know, we've we've got to have this politically correctness. It's, it's woke. It's called it's it's woke, is it not? It can't, it it can't just woke. be it can't just be fun anymore. Guys right. around drinking beers or or uh, um, couples, whatever, you know, sitting around a bonfire and telling jokes. It can't be. It's got to be something um, right. socially correct. And, and it yeah. just it, it just makes you not want to drink beer. And that's what they don't understand is that that beer is about is about good times. You know? Yes, that's why we love our Beer local rocks. breweries, man. You know, it's Jim. It's funny you bring Beer that rocks. up. It's, it's funny you bring that up because in this commercial, and again, everyone who, all of our listeners, and the people on this panel, if you've not seen it, I urge you, Google the um, the women created beer ad for Miller Lite, and um, in, in this commercial, this lady is talking, and she's like, um, "Women have been slandered." over the years in beer commercials, you know, um, we went from creating, being the first ones that marketed and created beer to all of a sudden now we're posing in bikinis and, and yeah. being flaunted around like that to sell, yeah. to sell our product. And they, and she shows these posters of women in bikinis. So she takes this poster and like throws it away. And she's like, enough of that. We're resetting the beer market. Okay. We're, 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 I'm not going to, no one's going to be posing in bikinis. We're just telling you that women get up early in the morning, they get the hops ready. They, and she just goes through this whole mantra of, you know, women should be appreciated for creating beer, not for posing in bikinis. And I'm well, like, side note, oh, is Miller, Light only, <clears throat> Miller Light only hires women I think I had them. Well, my point know. is, 
I listen, I would be more apt to buy your product if you were in a bikini right now. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, wait, when I went when I went to U of M, when I went to college my freshman year, we went to a local Budweiser distributor over in Missoula. And we just walked in and said, hey, do you guys have any posters for our dorm room? And I kid you not, they were all those posters that you just mentioned. And right. they covered every wall, even covered the ceiling. And on top of the, the rail above the big window in Craig Hall was all of our empty beer cans. And we had, do you remember back in the day they had, uh, what do they call party balls? It was like oh, five yeah. gallons of beer in a ball yeah. that you could open it up and dump ice on it, had a special tap. And we would shove those through the window so the RA didn't bust us for putting them in. And we'd have two party balls in our closet at any given time in college. But every one of those posters was on the wall. I yeah, mean, well, does that make me a bad person? I hope not. Well, apparently it Miller was, Knight, it was that time. Apparently Miller Knight is saying enough of the hogwash. So... Well, as, oh, long, by the way. as long as that's what they're saying, then hey, enough of the hogwash, right? You're right. Me and Jimmy, I didn't even know there was any hogwash to not have or not have anymore. <laughs> that's yeah, I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that was a thing. Exactly. It, it, well, what what is I'm so sure those I'm sure every chick that's on a poster in a bikini holding the beer got paid for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Paid well. Paid well. I, have, I know I mean, here's the thing. So is anybody that sees this commercial going to step back like like Jim was just saying? Step back and go, huh, I kind of want a Miller Lite right now. Like, I don't know anybody. And then go thank your old lady. Go thank you. Like, for, like some nobody, reason, for some reason, I, I have to thank you for this. You didn't do like, yeah, yeah, like with nobody it. Nobody is going to buy Miller Lite after the commercial. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure they're saying... I don't think I'm ever drinking this fucking beer again, man. <laughs> well, hey, listen, Anheuser-Busch has been through that already on a different level, which we don't really need to get into. I but these understand. companies, they take these risks. And it is completely involved with the era. What's happening today? Right. The, way, the way everything has changed, man, and and it's really unfortunate. Um, doesn't mean I agree with or disagree with it. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and and talk about all of it because, you know what? It is what it is. But you know what? Right. We will... We'll continue doing what we're doing. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. by the way, me and Jimmy are the only two that haven't said Jack. So I'm going to tell you what I'm drinking today. It's my favorite brewery by far. Kettle House over in Missoula. This one is Double Hall, their IPA. This stuff, man, is 6.5. It is super, super good. And a couple things about Kettle House. Man, if you can find it, and I don't know if they're nationwide, but if you can find anything, cold smoke or anything that they put out, it's fantastic. They have invested so much. This is why I love breweries. They have invested so much in that community. They actually built an amphitheater in Bonner that has huge concerts. Big names are going there, and it's right on the river. And I'm telling you, this brewery, everybody supports them in this state, and they support back. I mean, they built that amphitheater, and they have some amazing concerts. If you look at what they do for, throughout the summer, you're going to want to go see some of these shows. So there's my shout out to Kettle House, which is what I'm drinking. What do you got today, Jimmy? When you, you said the river, when you said the river is at uh, uh, Missouri, it's on the Blackfoot. I believe it's okay. Blackfoot. They run through Bonner. Do you guys know anybody that, flo that has floated? Clark. Do you guys know anybody that has floated the Missouri River from Montana down to like New Orleans? What? No. Hell no, man! I floated it from for about. I know four somebody that did. Cooler a beer. Well, like, 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 obviously in like a boat or a enclosed, like, like a, a one canoe. person, like a fucking canoe. What he was in a fucking he was in a dinghy. What, <laughs> no, he, dude, he, he was he obviously, like, he, obviously he packed a tent and and got to that shore was and, it. His story is this guy is kind of a lunatic, but his story was like that him and his buddy had too many of these fun beers and then went, we should fucking float the, the whole thing. And they like had next to no money. Yeah. Like threw a tent in their canoe and fucking took off. And they said people along the way were so cool. Like people hooked him up with, with drinks and food and like the, like the whole way. This sounds like a great challenge. But they weren't on the um, like I, so I so right that's the first I had ever heard of that I but you you guys are all from Montana so I didn't know if well if I you mean, guys knew people that did that he said he had to have somebody come pick him up in uh New Orleans I think 
that's actually badass. I actually got a lot of respect for somebody doing that, you know, and I guaranteed one thing along the way, there are going to be people when they hear your story, they're going to help you out. I would. Oh, man. If I ran into that person, I'm like, hey, man, let me get you some food and some blankets and some beer. And I here love you go. that. You'd be like, you didn't bring dick. You brought a fucking <laughs> tent. You brought a tent and a hundred bucks. But like, the how the did... fucking far? Oh, I'd help him out. Hell you no, you can't young... have this beer or this sandwich. Like, fucking like, keep I don't pushing. know. I don't know anything about this person, but I guarantee he was in his early 20s. Had to be a young kid, right? Yeah. Had yeah. yeah. Yeah, he probably yeah. was. So, you're going to help out a kid like that, man. I am. I'm going to give him. Man, I'll. I'll hey, yeah. you know what? After you guys get off the river, I live a quarter mile over there. I got some steaks on the grill. Come get yourself something to eat and you can go back to the river. I mean, I, I'm going to help out a kid like that. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, that's would, true. For sure. Because I was a dipshit in my early 20s. I mean, <laughs> I, I, think we I all like were. it's that's actually now that when you when you say it like that. It makes me think like that's I was like one bad decision away from doing something like that, probably. Yeah, I mean <laughs> not even a bad good. decision, like one decision. It, it, like it, too it, many it, beers it, tonight, and we're we're in we're in we're in tubes yeah. floating the entire yeah, it's, that's a fucking long river though, right? Like he, he oh, said he put right. in he's I think he's from Montana or he was work living there or something. But yeah, he put in in Montana and fucking floated to uh new orleans we gotta find out who the hell this is because that's I, okay and story. also also if anybody's watching this maybe check me because i now i've said that a bunch of times i don't know the missouri river that well i think it was new orleans that he kept saying i don't know if the missouri goes to new orleans i you know what honestly i don't either that uh miss yeah. that miss that day i know that some bitch goes all yeah. the way south i don't know where it is I, yeah right it goes down there somewhere I know. I just don't want to. Backyard, I just don't but... want to keep repeating myself, and then somebody going like, "That's not Fucking even where the Orleans or Missouri you River goes." Right, right, right. right. <laughs> well, which I mean, clearly, none of us are, you know, uh, wicked smart. So there's that. Um, you know, when you get so that's part of getting older, you, you make better decisions. But I, I think that's not all the time, buddy. Not all the time. Is that true? Absolutely not. not even a little bit. Okay. You make better decisions. I'm not saying you still don't make dumb ones because I feel like not so long ago I woke up and I was lay as I was laying in bed, I'm thinking to myself, did I really need to spend three and a quarter in a bar last night? I, I feel like maybe I didn't need to spend that much. Oh, and okay, so I can so, verify that you've done that more than once, Patrick. Yeah, but more than once. <laughs> I woke yeah. up, I woke up this morning. Good same thing. I was like, that was dude. If if you're probably reckless and irresponsible. For yeah. sure. If you're cold and soaked, though, I would hope that you would have brought a flask to that game to give you a little bit of liquor to warm the core. Because, good God, that's a miserable experience. Uh, dude, I never even showed anybody my tickets. <clears throat> Our boss, so I went with uh, my two best friends for my, it was like all, the whole thing was like kind of for my birthday. And um, my boss, like my boss boss, was also there. And he's a super cool guy. He was my foreman for a while. Um, and so we followed him. He just cut up some stairs. The gate was like, should have been closed. And it was like this much open. And we all just, just went shooting through it. Nobody said, so you didn't need nothing. to spend the money on the tickets. We didn't even sit <laughs> <Right>? our seats. <clears throat> we didn't even God sit in our seats. Oh That's not good. I could have, we could have spent $0 on them. They were expensive tickets for a fucking college football game. They get that way, especially when it's a it huge game like that. Out. Like, well, it was your, sold the fuck out. Your seats, of course. Your seats were were they good seats though? They were like, decent seats. Yeah, south they, end it was zone, in, right? It was in the south end zone, like right behind the goalpost, maybe like halfway up. Hey, Jim. Okay, so my season remember? tickets for the Grizz were north end zone, which is the place to be in Missoula at that stadium. And same thing, not man. Season tickets every year. When that bill came, you're like, "How much this year?" It's, it's shit's expensive, you know. The better the school you know is, what? and now you know what? it's going to get worse. One of the benefits, though, of us not sitting in our seat because we stood up on like the concourse or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that's the word. Is that like the beer garden was right there? Oh, so, so that worked it's a good out. Place to be, and you probably had some cover, some shelter, maybe. Yep, that's why. Yeah, that's why we didn't go sit in our seats. Is I imagine it was, that it's was just packed. wide open. I imagine right there. there was a lot of people up there with you. It was 
packed, man. Yeah, it was awesome. And they just uh research just they just did uh in addition on one side of it, like they redid it and stuff. And uh it's dude, it's it's awesome. Nice. It's a rocking ass little stadium. So Jim, do you remember several years ago you and I and I think a few other people we went to uh watch the Rangers and I can't remember who else they're playing, uh Will Clark. Um, Juan Gonzalez was there, ballpark in Arlington. And you remember we had seats right behind the dugout or like a few rows up? From the first base dugout, second row. From the first base dugout. dugout. Yeah. And and do you remember? And the one thing, you know, I, and, and the one thing, I don't know what you remember about that day, but the one thing I take from that day that I, I can remember like it was yesterday is how enormous. Uh, Jose Canseco was there too, right? Am I right? It was, yep. yep. It was Jose um, Canseco, Juan Gonzalez, and Will Clark all standing. Will Clark. And these guys were standing in front of the dugouts, and they're standing like this with their backs to us. And I was I, – I could not get over how big these dudes were, man. I mean, these guys look like – they were all super tall. Their backs were – I mean, they were just ginormous fucking ballplayers, man. And, uh, you know, you see them on TV, and you see them – you know, even in a ball field, and and you can't really tell, but when you're up that close, it gives you an idea just how big these these athletes are, man. And well, and to be fair, those were three of the bigger guys then, right? So right. They were three of the bigger guys in Major League Baseball, but they, all three of them, and Will Clark's no slouch. Oh man, all three of them looked like linebackers, DMs, oh, huge. You know, I and, was, uh... you know, but but I'm going to tell you what I remember even more about that game. Remember was, the was that the tail end of the steroid era? Hold up, hold up. I remember what I so remember the guy sitting right in front of us. We thought it was Bobby Valentine. Oh yeah, yeah, I do remember that. And, yep. and he he owned a restaurant, I believe, in Dallas because he kept asking. He was talking to the players like they were their best friends and the umpires. You know, hey, haven't seen you in a while. You're going to be in tonight or whatever. You know, talking to the players and the umpires. <laughs> Do you remember who was standing next to him? I 20 don't. something, 20 something. Shit, she must have been our age, was with this older gentleman. Well, I think we, I remember us talking about whether that was Bobby Valentine. I do remember that. I remember. Right. We okay. So, so that, that blonde and, and um, to be politically correct, very beautiful young lady <laughs> was with him. And remember, we were, it was me, you, Kyle, and George. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And remember, we were just staring at her because she's sorry Hi. out there. I'm sorry out there, America. She's bending over the dugout. Talk, and we're right behind her. Sorry, America. So you're looking. We were, you're we looking. were, we were, you're a human in college. And remember, he turned around and saw us all looking at her doing that. And remember what he just, he looked at us, winked, and went, pretty nice, huh? yeah i remember that because I, I was like oh but you could but you can also tell like that guy had rings and watches i mean that guy he was well set up oh yeah yeah but that anyway back to yeah those guys are monsters they were they were huge and and juan gonzalez holy smokes that guy was just you know six percent body fat and, Whoa, and huge man he actually uh hit one out that night Right over center field wall, remember that? And that's another that's another thing. So that ballpark, uh, that, that was that's probably one of the nicest ballparks. I mean, ballpark in Arlington was just a beautiful, beautiful ballpark, man. We, we were, yeah, I mean, it, was, it, it was fairly new then, and it was beautiful. It was didn't they, didn't they didn't they have a, a waterfall in center field? Wasn't there a waterfall out there? I can't. I, I don't remember. I think that's KC. No, I thought I <laughs> but, saw a waterfall. But uh, and then remember the other thing is is we had better seats. Then Jack Del Rio, because they were playing for the Cowboys there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jack Del Rio and Tony Casillas were behind us. Yeah. Remember, Tony Casillas came walking by me on our, when we went out. I mean, and I didn't notice it. You're like, did you see you just brush shoulders with? I said, what? And he goes, Tony Casillas just walked right by you. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, you should have became the only, besties the with The only them, thing man. that I have that's like similar to that is I sat one time second row behind the third base dugout in Seattle. And it was actually, it was also the Texas Rangers there and Prince Fielder, his legs, dude, I've never seen a human being with legs that big. <laughs> Tree trunks. Tree dude, trunks. I, yeah. Dude, I was blown away to see it um, that close. 
I was hey, you shit talking. I was shit talking, roughing the door because this was like right after he fucking knocked Joey Bats out. Oh yeah, oh, dude, yeah. it was like the next season. <laughs> do you guys and, remember? So, do you remember um, Trent Dilfer after the Baltimore run when he got the ring? He he went to Seattle for a while, didn't he? With the Seahawks, I'm pretty sure he did because maybe yeah, I don't know. I was working, I was working over in Spokane, and he had, I think he had just got signed with Seattle. And somebody fact checked me, hit us up at cocktails and curveballs at Gmail. Um, but I went to EWU, Eastern Washington, and that's where this the yeah, it was the Seahawks were having training camp. And and Dilfer had just blown out his knee. Okay. So I'm I'm doing work. Uh, from my company FSA at the time and I'm literally in the cafeteria and here comes Trent Dilfer on on crutches and I knew that he had won a Super Bowl with the Ravens I mean I wasn't a huge fan but it's still he was known I mean it was all recent I'm like I damn near walked into the man and he was on crutches and I knew he had blown his knee and I I turned around and I literally bumped up shoulders I'm like Trent Dilfer he goes, hey, he was the nicest freaking dude I've ever met in my life. So I mean, 2001, 2001 to 2003, he was indeed a Seattle Seahawk. Yeah, and, and it was after, and he did. He blew out his knee, man. Yeah, they won in 2000. And, and I was like, holy, I felt bad for him. And But just honestly, this guy, very humble, very nice. And and a lot of people busted him up. I'm probably in that group. But um, yeah, I mean, when you meet someone like that, it sure helps when they're actually decent humans. Oh, you yeah. know, because some of them are assholes. Let's be real. Yeah. Some of them think that their shit doesn't stink. Right, though, but like some, some some people are just assholes. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I mean, in, what in, every, about, in every walk of life, you're going to run it, into it, people that are you know what, though, they're just assholes. I, right, I but I operate under the belief, and I'm yet for anybody to disprove me of this. I, I really believe that, you know, people are generally good athletes are generally good i mean you know what yeah we always because negative attention sells right so you always hear about the athletes that are are you know pushing a kid or or fuck you i'm not signing autographs or and or people in general we always hear about that right but i'm telling you there's there's a lot more good people in this world than there's bad it's just you know what like i said negativity sells and that's what always gets publicized nobody talks about ryan reynolds and his and uh uh, what's his wife's name? Uh, super Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Good God, man. Anyways, um, no, he talks about Jim. I'm impressed. You. That was show. Jim didn't even hesitate. Well, so Jim, Jim, Lively, I feel like yeah. Jim is right there with me about how he feels about Blake Lively, man. So, yeah, same. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I'm in the Dude, same boat. Blake Lively. Good God, man. That's when you know what? That's when you hear the angels sing as you wake up in the morning, and that is laying next to you. I will thank mm-hmm. her. For a Miller Light, I will think. <laughs> I, I, I don't that. even drink Absolutely. Miller Light. Not, I'll thank. Listen, that's who I picked nobody, to think. Nobody talks about the millions, and I do mean millions of dollars that they are constantly giving to, to uh, lesser, you know, uh, lesser chill, you know, kids with you know that are less fortunate and that are struggling to eat every day, and and these poor people, and like you never see that in the news. But I guarantee you'll see that uh, you know um, Charlie Sheen just got picked up for his third freaking uh, you know DUI and is going through treatment. Like that's that's what sells, man. So, well, the other thing is is that it it's almost like there has to be a natural disaster before you hear about um, these people that are that are you know. Unfortunately, it's usually about another country. Something sure. happens in another country, yeah. and you got. These guys, oh, we're all sending money over. Okay, well, what about good old America right here? You know, right. I dude, um, I agree. Man. So you don't you don't hear you don't hear about that near as much unless it is some kind of a natural disaster. And right. then everybody comes out of the woodwork, oh, look how good I am. You know, when when you're right, nobody talks about Ryan Reynolds, least least himself. Right. You don't hear him coming yeah, out. No. And nope. The thing is, is I think some of these people, some of these people with all the money that give a lot of money to really awesome charities and, and to, to people and to communities and stuff, they don't I've want given money to charity before. I have too. They asked me for <laughs> an extra dollar in the drive. I didn't say, I didn't say, and I said, yes, a charity. She was a nice lady and she needed that money. 
Excellent. <laughs> no, but I think I think when Excellent. they when they do that, they don't want the notoriety. They don't want to. They don't want to talk about it. They just want to help, you know. And the people that that don't, I mean, fuck them. Sorry. I mean, if you've got yeah, that kind of money, them. I mean, be be proud and and be happy and help those people that have a lot less. So anyway, so it, one there. one thing I wanted to uh, touch on here on this episode was uh, uh, the MLB. Um, what the fuck is it called? MVPs. That the two MVPs, Otani, the first player right. to ever twice be the unanimous. Unanimous, yep. Like, that's that's a big deal. And then Ronald Acuna, he yeah, hit forty been. home runs and stole seventy bags. It's never been done. No one's ever Dude, done that. Where where do you, like the stats go from here? And he's playing I, in he like a Venezuelan a winter league guy. right now. And and it was Acuna is what twenty five? Is that how old he is? I don't think he's very old. If that, yeah, he, he's, he's a young, kid still, he's dude. He is he is just scratching the surface of his. I mean, this kid, you got to just wonder, like, like you said, Ty, where does it go? Where does he go from here, man? Yeah, hey, I don't that's think incredible. He, I didn't realize. I didn't realize it was forty home runs, seventy stolen bases, right? Until until the MVP came out and i was looking at it i was like that's incredible i think acuna if you look at what the what the braves are doing they just shipped a couple pitchers out that were some really damn good pitchers for them i think they're banking on side and striders yeah he did oh Oh, yeah i think he he did did, yeah okay because i was gonna say like seven not very long ago 70 would have done it oh well and and so and and along those lines Blake Snell put himself in some really, a really small category, winning his, uh, you know, his second Cy Young. But but he is one of like four, maybe five pitchers to do it in both leagues. Dude, that's that's, that's impressive. impressive. Well, who got the AL? Garrett Cole. Seattle Cole? native too. Jared, Jared Cole. Yeah. yeah, Jared Cole got it in that. Yeah, so I mean, it's insane. But I got a question for you guys because you talk what, about it. What? Hey, say his first name again. Garrett, Jarrett, oh. whatever his name is called. Yeah, you guys are saying Jarrett. <laughs> Garrett, Garrett, I have no idea. Yeah. Garrett Cole. No, so I got a question because there was I was reading an article um, that said the Cubs are going to put a big move out there for Otani. Can you picture hey. Otani as a Cub? I can't. He's not, okay, well, you could offer I can't do it, but he's, he's not going to be an angel. Him. I don't think he's going to be he's an angel again. Him. I don't think there's any way. I think he's either going to end up in I, – I really think he's going to be wearing Dodger blue next year. I really do. I see the Dodgers going after him. They're going to throw it. And, you know, it helps that Dodgers are routinely in or around the NL championship. That matters to Otani. That matters. Plus, they have the money to offer him. He's not going to Chicago, man. Chicago's got one World Series in, like, I don't know, 6,000 years. He's not 18,000 years. Yeah, 18,000 years and one. And Dodgers, that's, you know, the other thing about the Dodgers, too, is they perennial it. Perennial, perennially have have <laughs> what the, are you drinking, Jimmy? <laughs> they perennially have the best um uh farm system too. They've always right. got a super strong farm system. So um you know you're gonna get the the young guys, the prospects out of out of LA to to go over to the Angels also potentially. Right. Um I see I see Dodgers. Um it's gotta be a big market. Huge market. It does. That uh, a team, a team and that's the bigger right question, there. and we've already talked about it. Is he going to do? Is he is he going to pitch and hit? He's not going to I don't think uh, it matters. See, and that's another reason. That's just check another box for LA. He doesn't have to pitch in LA. He doesn't, man. Yeah, doesn't yeah but you pitch. know what? You could. You know what? You could use Otani for as a reliever. You need those. You need those six outs in the late innings. Shohei. Well, it's going to have to be. It's going to have to be in in twenty twenty five. Yeah, he's not yeah. pitching next year. Not pitching at all next no. year. But, no. but is that is that really? I mean, is that really a a deal breaker that we're going to want you to come in and just swing the bat? Fuck no. it, man. Put him in DH and let him. I mean, that's cool. Jesus, I, I mean, he. What, I, did he not lead the league in home runs last year? Or he had to be right there, right? I don't know who led it, but he was at the he was towards the top. He was right, he was yeah, right, right at the top. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I think I think he's going to. Um, 
I think he's going to be in L.A. next year. I I really – it makes me feel bad for Anaheim because um, any deal that they would have made for Otani, whether they got full value for him or not, would have been 100% more than they're going to get now. Agreed. I mean, you know, you know something that I didn't realize um, until I saw the stat? That the Angels have had five of the last ten MVPs. Isn't that crazy? Next, I mean, that's and insane. haven't done and haven't done fuck all with it. And and, and have they even finished five hundred in any of those seasons? I mean, probably not. Well, sure, yeah, I, bet they, they've I got, bet they've been close. They've they got the five MVPs. Year, but... They've got five MVPs in the last ten years. But guys, let's be real. But there's only only two of them. There's only two. Trout, no Tony. Right. 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 And honestly, Trout, I think a couple years should have won it when he didn't. Agreed. Could have. Absolutely could have. Yeah. 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 But hey, so, uh, that's so crazy, though. Big, big weekend, right? Um, Ty, your Ravens already took care of business in the AFC North. Today we got the Steelers and the, and the Browns, you know, so a lot's going to be decided in the AFC North um, today. And that's going to be a tough night, game. Tomorrow night, we've got. Super Bowl rematch, you yeah, know, looking yeah, forward to game. that. Philly and KC. Yeah. Um, so any any particular game you guys are looking forward to? Bills, Jets tonight. That's gonna be a good game. I think that's gonna be a much better game than people think. I but agree. And there's there's looking, been looking forward to. Well, I, number I, one, I, number one, I get you gotta go with the Dolphins getting off a bye. They better show up against the Raiders. And other than that, no, it's the Jets for me. If if they can actually man because the afc east was not supposed to be this way the bills were not supposed to be five and five no and literally rogers wasn't supposed to go down the jets were supposed to be up there belichick was supposed to be better um that game's gonna be very interesting to me the steelers in cleveland that defense that's the game that i want to watch because the steelers man have it's it's kind of like watching college football. It's like you don't know what team you're getting, man. It's like pick a game. Hey, listen, it's hard. They're gonna. It's gonna catch up with them. I know. I get all these people because I'm a Steeler fan. I get all these people saying, "Yeah, but you know, running the ball and playing defense—that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about." Okay, well, they're not running the ball very well. Last game they did. Warren got named the starter, right? Yeah, Warren's starting. I mean, it, but yeah. the thing is, it's gonna catch up with them. Um, I, I can't – the defense can't be on the field for 40 minutes of the game. Is Najee uh, Harris a bust? Abs- I, I've been saying it now for a couple of years. Yeah. His first couple steps are so slow that he's all, he's taken a pounding in the backfield where Warren is so much faster. Them first three steps are right now. Yeah, he's, so, he's um, explosive, Warren is. And I'm not comparing him by any means, but that's – that's why Emmett Smith was so good, you guys. It was the first three steps, and that's not that's <laughs> he had he also had Hall of Fame offensive linemen. Oh, his line was do I mean he had five holes to run through every single but time. But it wasn't did. a stutter step trying to decipher where people were gonna be at before he no. got hit. He just full speed go pound. He was in longevity. longevity. Emmett Smith was at full speed in three steps. So when he hit that hole, he was already second level. You know, before anybody realized what was going on, that and the fact that, yeah, you're right. He had gaping holes that you could drive a truck through to right. run, through, you know, but, um, and, and that's just where I see that the running backs that are successful, it's they're, they're way quicker than they are fast. Right. You know, those first three steps, you, and, and you got to go. Um, so, but anyway, yeah, there's good games. Um, there's some decent games yesterday, you know, in college football. Um, so, uh, can I, I just want to say I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Monday night game, if for no other reason, because nobody in the NFL, just my opinion, I feel like there's a lot of people that agree with me, nobody in the NFL gets more calls than the Eagles and the Chiefs. So it's going to be interesting to me to see how the referees call that game, because – these two teams get more bailouts than any other team in the NFL. I, I think that, I mean, it's, we, it's at least, okay. So just this year on Nash, on a national stage, it's been obvious. Chiefs have gotten bailed out a couple of games by some just horse shit calls. 
And I don't even want to bring up how obvious some of the calls Philly has gotten. So, yeah, these two teams, I mean, all that being said, I think it'll be well, a good somebody game. Had, Pat, somebody had to replace Brady, so why not Mahomes? Might as you well know? be. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. Well, that's I mean, gonna there's always going to be that. That's going to yeah. be interesting tomorrow because the Phillies' run defense is sick. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's disgusting. Their, their front, their front four is. But is that really what you worry about with the Chiefs? Is it a running game, or or is it more? Mahomes? They're not going to be able to. We're going to see how these right. young receivers step up because he Patrick with Mahomes, Mahomes. Can throw the football. Right. Right. Yeah, it, Holmes to Swift all day long, or no, Kelsey, Holmes to Kelsey all day long. That's what yeah. it's going to be. Anywho, Tyler, what do you um, think so, hey, for NFL? What's that? No, go ahead, Jim. No, I see if Tyler had a game that he's looking forward to. Ravens play Thursday. I don't give a fuck about what happens. I hope the Steelers lose. You care more about I mean, your, your supply of Bush Light? More, more about uh, your Yeah, supply? I got to run to the store after this. <laughs> yeah. Are you pretty excited that Joe Burrow's out for the season, are you? I mean – it's good for the other teams in the AFC North, but you got to feel for the guy a little bit. Like he's going to be out the rest of the season. He already Dude, missed almost. He I don't think missed. it's good. I don't think it's good for football at all. Right. I, don't I, don't, I, mean. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah. Here's my question. Uh, so Burrow now has missed more games than Tua. Is he yes, injured? Yeah, that's a legit yeah. question. I think. Well, but that's the thing like though that, that sucks is these quarterbacks, man. They go down. It's like. You feel terrible for them because they're fantastic talents. Well, it's but, crazy because it's not like I, it's not typically like a week to week thing. Two is injury prone, and I get that. I get it, man. I'm not arguing that. But is are, are we now labeling Burrow injury prone? He's missed more games than two of them. I so. think so. I think Lamar yeah, Jackson yeah. can get thrown into that. Honestly, like he's missed a lot of games. Yeah. Like and the injury prone thing. It's such chance, right? Like motherfuckers aren't in the motherfuckers aren't injury. They're not prone. I guess by like the they are prone to getting injuries, but it's a chance. Like it's just right. It's it's not like it's not like you've got diesel trucks and freight trains tackling you every play. It's football, fellas. I mean, I agree. I mean, we could go, it's football. Every time you step on that field, you're injury prone. Yeah, you put your fucking cleats on in the locker room, and then you're injury prone from fucking there on out. But but you guys want both of that though. I mean, it's it's funny how these these quarter certain guys in the league get passes. They continue to get passes. You know, I seen Josh Kelly. They were bailing out uh, uh, Josh Kelly, uh, um, Josh Allen. I'm sorry, Josh Allen um, for having a rough year. And let me before I say what I'm saying, let me say this. Josh Allen is one of the most talented guys in the league. I can understand and appreciate that. Okay. I have no problem with the dude. I know he's super talented, but I just watched the show get to bail him out. He's had, Oh, he's got a horrible line. He's been sacked this many times, you know, just bail him out because he's, he's been sacked as much. He's got a horrible offensive line. Where was this fucking fire when Tua had the worst ranked offensive line in football two years straight, man? Nobody talked about his offensive line. They talked about he's not the guy. He's an average quarterback. He gets hurt a lot. And it's fine. I'm not comparing Tua to Josh Allen. I'm just saying these guys, Burrow, Josh Allen, they get passes from the talking heads when it's the same situation, man. I just don't. I don't know. Ain't it's no weird. different than 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 the media. I think there's a narrative, and it's already been established. And I it think is. they roll with it, you right. know. And yeah. and whatever, if it if it affects the person that you appreciate or or think differently of, well, they don't care about you. They're caring about the masses. Right. So that's just right. my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's stupid, but I agree with I you. Agree. All right, fellas. Hey, uh, again, everybody out there, pick us up. Lee mentioned earlier, you know, cocktails and curveballs at, at Gmail. Instagram, uh, Facebook, Spotify. Check us out on Spotify. Uh, I've been listening to our our own episodes and and on Spotify. And man, I enjoy listening to us way better than looking at us on YouTube. <laughs> but we are on YouTube. We are on YouTube also. Um, I look anyway, like shit today. How about a how about a round of uh, of uh, curtain calls? And I know. Us Montana boys, we're gonna go. Probably all gonna go to the same place, but let's. Oh hear man! It. 
Okay, okay, so I'm starting that one. I got no, one. If you, if go or, are you gonna, are you guys no, all going go grizzly stuff? Taylor, okay, Tyler, do it. This is uh, it's not, it's not even a curtain call. I'm gonna take this time for a little uh public service announcement. Thaw them fucking turkeys. Get your turkeys out. Get them out of the freezer. Don't wait. Don't forget about it, cause like I, it's crazy how long it takes for them to thaw. Oh yeah. Yeah, but do you, take do you a like like long like, time to thaw? Do you like like pressure cook those fuckers in the peanut oil and the big the Bunsen burner type thing, or do you actually? No, put I've them never in the done oven? it like that. Tell you what, though, that's the best I've ever had is is deep oh, fry, and it's literally forty five minutes to an hour. Yeah, yeah, it's quick. It's quick. Put but thaw it out for sure. But but it's dangerous as shit. So. Well, you just well, it's a if, process. if you're not yeah if you if you're it's planning on if in you got to make sure. Like when I did it, and I'm sure you did, uh, but you got to research it. You don't ever do it frozen. It's got to be fully thought out before you do it. Or yes. And you got to you got to really pay attention to that temperature gauge. That's the most important part for the grease and the bird. But you just as long as you got your routine down, it's safe. It's these people that don't know what they're doing, and they just decide to wing it and throw a you know, frozen fucking bird in that oil. Holy shit! Yeah. And next thing you know, their house is on fire. Yeah, exactly. All right, Lee, well, go ahead. Man. Turkeys, dude, they, they take like, I'm just saying, Thanksgiving's Thursday. Get that fucking yep. bird out of the freezer if that's where it's at. Yep. Agreed, agreed. But I will throw one copy out to yours is uh, with your stuffing. No giblets. I, I'm sorry. I'm not a giblets guy, so I'll throw that out there. No, this one is is to this, this, this. The the Montana Grizzlies haven't won the Big Sky Conference outright since I think 09. Um, Brawl of the Wild. Great divide trophy, finally back home again. It's been rotating. Um, but the Grizzlies just put it to the Bobcats yesterday, and that's a homer pick. And I'm telling you, it was if you were a Bobcats fan, it was brutal. I watched this game with my fiance, she was in her Bobcats gear, I'm in my Grizz gear, and I had a much better day than she did. So, my that's hats right. off to Bobby Houck, Chad Germer, the boys, all the coaches, Brent Pease, all you guys for doing what you're doing. Now you're going to be number two. You will get home field throughout until you go to Frisco for the national championship if you get there. And uh, that uh, that stadium, and look up, ask, ask Tony Romo about going into Seattle and see what he thinks of Washington Grizzly Stadium. That atmosphere is going to help them more than anything. So, hey, hats off to the Grizzlies, Bobby Hope. Jermer and the boys, thank you guys, and let's see what we can do. Let's go get a national championship. All right. Thanks, man. Cheers. Cheers. So my uh, curtain call, I'm going to go a little different direction, although hats off to the Grizzlies. Played a great game. I'm here in Montana. Watched the game. It was awesome. Um, I'm going to go with Chet Holmgren, uh, seven-foot center for uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, 21-year-old. He sat out his whole rookie year because he broke his foot. Uh, so this is essentially his rookie year. Coming of age game yesterday, went into Golden State, put up 36 points, 10 boards, two block shots, six assists, hit four three-pointers. Um, Golden State had no no answer for him. They beat him two two games in a row in Golden State, and uh, this kid is coming, man. This kid, uh, if he doesn't if he doesn't win rookie of the year, he's going to be right there. But um, what is he like? Seven foot nine? Seven foot one. He's a white boy. He's a, he was that big center from Gonzaga. He can handle. He could drill. He's like a oh, seven right. point. He's like a seven point point guard. He can he can lead the break. He's got handles to handle the ball, shoot the three. He blocks shots, rebounds, score from anywhere on the floor. He's a he's a ton man. Uh, he's just getting better. And um, man, this kid's really going to be something. He's really made. He's given this Oklahoma City Thunder team, who are already super talented. He's giving him another dimension. It was good to see him just go lights out last night. It was it was a good game for him. So hats off to well, him. Well, and OKC is going to be stacked down the road with all their oh, picks. So. He got eight. He got eight first round picks in the next three years. Yes. So. No, cheers to that. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Thanks for that. Uh, hey, I'm going to go with the Grizz also, um, but I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to go with the defense. All we heard about all week was Montana State's running game and 300 yards average on the yep. ground and this and that. And, uh, man, our Grizz, our Grizz just shut them down. Uh, Malat, Malat 
he uh, was a leading rusher with 108 yards and, and, you know, he's used to a lot more than that. And, and uh, so anyway, yeah, the Grizz, the Grizz defense uh, shutting down that run game. Um, 37, seven doesn't lie boys. So uh, with that, cheers to that brother. So with that, we'd like to thank everybody who's listening. Um, hit us up again at Gmail cocktails, cocktails and curveballs. I think if you just Google it, it'll all come up. Um, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, or YouTube, cocktails and curveballs. So uh, thanks a lot, gentlemen. Thanks everybody for listening. And one uh, more last cheers and happy birthday to Tyler. How about that? Happy cheers. Birthday, happy birthday, brother. Here we go. That. All right, cheers. <laughs>